Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights to what it really looks like to build a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a coach and trainer, over the past 15 years, I've seen it all, and I wanna share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's gonna be something here for you. Let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about time freedom. One of the things that drives me crazy is that when we got into this business, almost all of us, we were convinced that this was gonna be a business that would lead us to a better lifestyle. We got in and we pictured ourselves hopefully working hard, but also enjoying the fruits of those labor. You know, we got in and we pictured ourselves being able to take an afternoon off from time to time. We pictured ourselves not constantly feeling the burden of stress or overwhelm. And frankly, we often pictured ourselves having a lot of money coming in as well. Because in this business, if you're not earning really solid money, it's kind of not worth the risk. This is a risky business. It's competitive. It's hard. And what happens is people get in and they get started and often it can be really hard to figure out how to balance everything. There are all these responsibilities around you. There's all these obligations. You know, you take a piece of business, you've got to fulfill on all these promises that you made. You've got to carry it through with the office to make sure that all the paperwork's dealt with. You've got, you know, oversight and requirements and guidelines to, to go by. So what happens is people get started, but then often it just becomes a little bit much. And, and the thing that often gets given up on is your personal time the work-life balance that we all thought was gonna be an amazing part of real estate. Now, you see people who have been established for a long time and sometimes they make it look easy. You know, you look at that, that top producer and they're spending time at the cottage, they're spending time with their friends and family, but the, the reality remains that the majority of people never get there. And the difference between that person and someone who struggles or never moves past the first step is often not that they had a different intention, it's usually gonna be the way that that person manages their time. So what I wanted to share was just some insights as to how you can structure yourself so that you can actually get some, some freedom in the time that you do have and hopefully still grow a thriving business that's a pleasure to run. Before we start, I just wanna pause and I wanna say that I'm obsessed with this concept that running a business should be fun. And I don't wanna say that and have you think that this is gonna be you know, lollipops and fairy wheels. There are gonna be hard moments. And frankly, this business is hard. It's, it's, uh, it's a hard, long push, but it is a simple business at the same time. There's not a huge amount of moving parts. If you follow proven systems and models, you don't have to have a lot of complexity. And this business can be something that you can, can thrive and enjoy leading, okay? What it takes is discipline, okay? And that's really what I wanted to start is that it is possible to have growth and life quality while growing your business. But it takes a choice. This is the thing that I think a lot of people miss is that time freedom, that thing that we got into this for, that lifestyle where we had money coming in, but we weren't constantly under the gun, we weren't working 80 hours a week, and we were able to be present with our families and friends. That's possible. But you first need to make a choice that you're gonna be purposeful about pursuing that. You need to make other sacrifices in exchange for it, and you need to learn to prioritize it. Okay, so the first thing that I wanna share is if, if you wanna have more time freedom in your life, you need to get comfortable with saying no. And I, I say this, and I just wanna say that I understand people are gonna hear this and they're gonna think, that's ridiculous, I've got a client, they need me, I have this, that has to happen. And I, I, I honor the fact that there will be times where you make sacrifices too. So first off, you get comfortable saying no, but there's also gonna be times where you just might need to say yes. And it might be that day that you jump in the car and you say, look, you know what, I gotta go deal with this right now. And you might make 20 or $30,000. 
Okay. So there are times where you'll give up a little bit, but what I am, what I'm going to share is that for the most part, all of this stuff is entirely avoidable. And it's us saying yes to unnecessary things that we didn't have to say yes to that takes that away from us. So when I say that it's a choice, it really comes down to your mindset. Your mindset needs to start by being one that you do have freedom to control your time. You are not at the beck and call of whatever it is that other people's needs dictate for you. I always use the same example and I'm just going to share this example. Imagine that you had a sore tooth and imagine that you went in the washroom, you looked in the mirror and you said, okay, like something's wrong with my tooth. So you, you spent some time looking in the mirror and you figured that, you know, you came up with what you thought was wrong. So you called the dentist and you caught them just as they were closing and you said, Hey, I haven't been in, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what your process is and I haven't had an exam, but what I want to do is I want to come in tonight at midnight for a root canal and I've determined that this is what I need and if you could just be ready for me, I don't have any time to have a consultation or any kind of dialogue with you. I'd, I'd just like to show up and have the root canal done. How many times out of 10, if you tried that again and again, do you think that would work? You're gonna meet your dentist at 10 p.m. on a Friday, even that alone, but then also skipping their process, not allowing them to do the, the consultation, the examination, all that stuff. Do you think that would fly? Of course it wouldn't. It sounds ridiculous. And yet we're professionals too, you know, we're professionals. So if your dentist and your mechanic and your doctor and your lawyer are able to set processes for themselves by which they manage themselves and their clients and they have standard procedures, why don't you get to do this in your business? It's because you choose not to. It's because you, you allow people to dictate to you what they want and maybe you're living in a bit of scarcity and it just becomes something that you grow accustomed to saying yes to. And you say yes and you say yes and you say yes. And then it grows into this monster that you can't control anymore. And all of a sudden you're doing things at all these times that never were within the world you intended to live in, but you just started this, this you started feeding this monster and now it's so big you can't control it. So the first thing is you got to be comfortable with saying no. And a great little trick you can use if you want to get great at saying no without making it feel negative to people is instead of saying no and then explaining why, say yes, but explain how. So the next time that one of your clients says, Hey, Sean, we'd love to view this property. Can we see it at 8 PM on Friday night? You say, absolutely. I would love to show you that property. Now I won't be able to make it at 8 PM on Friday night because I've got another obligation. And yet at the same time, I'd be able to show you at 10 AM on Saturday morning. Would that work? Or would you rather do something a little later in the day? So just by reframing it to yes, how instead of no, why you can keep the positivity in the dialogue, you keep the, the conversation moving forward and you're not actually saying no, you're, you're just showing them the way that it needs to work. I do it with my kids. They'll ask for something. I'll say, you know what? You can have that. Absolutely. But you got to eat your dinner first or no, we can't do blank, but we can do it later. Right? So you can just use that as a simple way to start moving forward. And frankly, once you get comfortable with this, you'll find that these questions don't even really register. It's not even a conflict. If someone's asking you to do something and it's outside of what you plan to do, your, your response is just actually that wouldn't work, but I could do blank. It's perfectly normal for a professional to suggest alternative times if you're not available at the time that they requested. So just be confident and comfortable and live with that. Okay. Um, the other thing that we constantly see people struggling with is that they make commitments to themselves, but then they don't hold them. And here's the thing. This really boils down to discipline. If you want to have time freedom in yourself, well, you need to live a life of discipline with your time in general. 
Okay, sure, you could have time freedom and just, you know, go live in the island somewhere and not do anything. But if you want to have success and time freedom, it takes discipline. And what that discipline looks like is being disciplined and actually living up to the commitments that you made. So if you if you had a $3 million or a $5 million listing appointment and someone said, hey, can you just, they're ready to go, you just gotta go sign them up, they know you're coming, they're gonna be there at 5 p.m., just bring the paperwork. You don't have to say a word, just put the paperwork in front of them, they're gonna sign it. I guarantee 10 times out of 10, you'd be on time for that appointment, right? But then at the same time, you'll have a, an appointment with yourself and that appointment would be to do something that's arguably more important, like building your business, okay? And you won't keep that appointment. This is the discipline I'm talking about. If, if you want to have a thriving business and freedom of time, the first thing you got to do is you got to grow discipline in the way that you use the time that you do have. And what that looks like is you living up to the commitments that you make to yourself. We've all, we've all done it. We put things in our calendar. We put, you know, nine till noon every day. I'm doing lead generation, for example. Maybe you do that. I hope you do. And you'll put that in. And then what, what happens is 9 a.m. shows up and you open emails. And 11 a.m. shows up and you're a little hungry. So all of a sudden you blew through your entire morning working, but you weren't moving the ball down the field and you cheated on yourself. You cheated on your goals. You, you didn't show up for the appointment that you had with yourself. Now people hear discipline and they think, oh, for crying aloud, like that sounds terrible. Like couldn't, isn't there a more pleasant way to grow this business? Isn't there like a way that I don't have to be disciplined or, you know, discipline? It feels like something a school teacher is telling me or my mom or something. I don't want to do that. But here's the thing. It's a two way street. Right? So if you are disciplined in the way that you use the productivity time that you have, what that does is it means that you get so much more done during the productivity time that you have that you don't need to fill your personal time with the stuff that you were supposed to do during your productivity time. Okay? So it's a trade. You get to trade this discipline that you've, you've sacrificed yourself for in exchange for more personal time. And that's a trade that I'm always happy to make. If I could just be more focused when I'm working, but in exchange I get to have more time to be present with my family, to do what I wanna to do, to, to go on vacation, that's a great deal. So why would we not make that deal? The, the reason we don't make it is because discipline takes a bit of work. And it takes the, the focus of setting a new habit and getting really good at saying no to every little thing, right? There might be someone who says, do you wanna go grab a coffee? Or hey, you wanna blank? That can be really tempting because it sounds fun. But if instead we say, actually, I can't because I've got blank and we, you know, we hold ourselves accountable to it, pretty soon we built up this muscle where it's just normal. If there's something in my calendar, that's the thing I'm doing, there's no distractions, I'm just going for it. So once you get to the point that it becomes normal, it doesn't hurt anymore, and the freedom you get in exchange is huge. Now, I talked about productivity time. I just wanna share, there's really only three kinds of time that you have. The first one is personal time. This is your vacations, this is your time, it's in the evening with your family, it's your weekends. This is the time that you spend doing what you wanna do. I also like to think that includes some energy time, like you know maybe some meditation, maybe going to the gym on a daily basis. It's the time where you choose and you just get to do what you wanna do. The second kind of time is growth time. The second time of time is time that you spend learning, reading books, reflecting on what you've done, planning for the future, and staying focused on moving the ball down the field towards where you wanna go. Okay. And then the third time of kind of time is productivity time. And productivity time is really neat because this, company, this embodies and includes everything that you do to be productive in your business. So there's a lot that's on this plate. And one of the things with productivity time is that there's all kinds of leverage available to help you be more productive in the time that you put into it. So if you think about it, there's, there's about five different ways that you spend your productivity time. The first one is administrative time. That's just basics. We're filling in paperwork, we're getting back to people, stuff like that. The second one 
is in delivery or fulfillment, I like to call it. It's the showings with buyers. It's the hammering the sign in if you do that kind of thing. It's delivering the brochures. It's, it's the care for a client that you already have. That's fulfillment or delivery. The third kind is sales. And so this is where there's a distinction. Sales is getting appointments to present people that they should consider you as their realtor and then convincing them at those appointments that you're the right choice. Okay, that's sales. Beyond sales, there's only two more things. And these are the ones that are, are really where most of us pictured ourselves moving towards. And those two things are leadership and wealth building. The thing that's crazy is most of us never even move past level one. We spend our entire career being our own administrator. So pause for a moment and think about what your life would look like if you just took that one layer off, let alone if you took off administrative and fulfillment or maybe even sales. Okay. So what do you got to do to get there? Well, first of all, one of the first things I always tell people is you got to make yourself more valuable. If you want to raise the bar in terms of the time that you have available, the first thing you got to do is you got to be more valuable. Okay. Well, what does this look like inside real estate? Well, first of all, the easiest way to become more valuable is to raise your skills. So we've done a great job now. We've gotten really diligent about managing the time that we have and we've become disciplined with it. Well, what if I want to get more out of the time that I'm using with such great discipline? Well, the easiest thing to do is raise your skills. And I always use the same example. I say, if you, if you take a brand new agent, you send them out on the street and you say, knock on doors till you meet hundred people and ask them if they want to move out of those hundred people, you'll get one or two people that will say, yes, they're planning to move in the next couple of years. Yes. You can follow up with me and here's my info. You'll get one or 2% conversion. Well, I'll share with you out of experience. If you take that same agent, you give them a great dialogue and you give them some great questions to ask out of those hundred people, they'll get somewhere between four and eight that have the same criteria, agree to be followed up with, plan to move in the next couple of years. Here's my info. So right there, you multiplied your results by between four and eight times. That's not a small multiple, but what's cool is it doesn't stop there. It's exponential. So those four to eight people, more of them are going to book appointments with you. More of them are going to choose to list with you. More of them are going to show up prepared and negotiate and, you know, have a, agree to a good price. And basically what happens is every time that you raise your skills, you unlock exponential gains. And what's crazy is if you have that diligent time, that, that time that you're being disciplined and you're in productivity time, well, that's, a large block for most of us. We spend a lot of time, especially in the sales role, right? Generating leads, booking appointments, all this stuff is repetitive. It takes time. But if you spend just a small portion of that raising your skills, you know, if you do a three hour block, 20 minutes of rehearsing your dialogues is going to make a world of difference. It's a much smaller investment, but what you get out of the time that you invest is exponential. So it, it, fascinates me that people don't spend more time on this. And you see that the people who engage in, in coaching and training, you don't have to use me. You can just go find someone, practice with them, but find a way to train yourself. If you do that, you'll instantly start to see massive results show up in your world. And then from there, there's a million other things that you could do. How about just charging more? You, you want to make yourself more valuable, just charge more. I, I coach teams where they've got brand new agents charging 150% of what market is in their, in their area. And it's just because the new agents don't know better you're convincing yourself that you're worth less than you are. Why don't you change your mindset? The second thing that you'll want to do is you'll want to really become more accountable to the way that you manage your time. So you want to hold your time accountable. And I talked about being disciplined and making sure that you have expectations for when you say you're going to do something, but how about taking a step back and saying, okay, well, if this is the time that I'm doing and I'm being disciplined, that's great. But why don't I look at what I'm actually giving my time to and hold that accountable? Do you know how much you weigh? 
Do you know how old you are? Do you know how tall you are? Do you know how much you made last year? Do you know how much you hope to make this year? Hopefully, you know these things. So if you're measuring things like that, how the heck are you not measuring your time? Time is the one universal currency we all get to share. So if, if you really take a step back and look at your time, why wouldn't you renovate your calendar on a periodic basis? I do this several times a year, usually three or four, maybe five or six at least, where I take my whole calendar, I blow it up, and I reassemble it in a way that I think will allow me to be more productive with the time that I have. This alone has completely changed my world, and it can change your world too. So hold your time more accountable. Look at the results you're getting from it. Look at the, the gaps. You have a, an hour-long meeting that can be half an hour. What if it could be 15 minutes? And you could do four of those meetings in the time you used to do one. What if you had a couple blocks in your day that weren't filled and you could find some small thing to do during them or push something else up against it and use it as a way to, to shorten your day so you can go and get some more time freedom back with your family. These little things make a huge difference. I wanna leave you with one last piece. And the last piece is stop living for someday. Stop living for someday. I was guilty of this for years on my team where I would spend my time in my business and with my family and on the way that I invested and the way that I lived my vacation saying, when I get to do blank, I'll do blank. You know what? Once the business is up and running and I've got a buyer's agent, I can start going to the gym. Once I have a little bit more in my pipeline, I'll book a vacation. Once I am, I'm going to stop giving examples because I bet in your head you're starting to think about stuff right now, little things that you say you'll do when you get blank. Well, what if you get smashed over by a bus tomorrow and die? Will you have lived the life that you deserve to live because of that? You're holding back? So I'm not saying to go and spend your life savings on a Ferrari. What I'm saying is start taking little pieces for yourself. And if you're going to start with something, maybe start with the little things you do on a daily basis to better your health, your energy, your relationships. Just little bite-sized pieces that you don't need to wait till someday to have back because you're allowed to take them for yourself right now. What you're gonna find is that if you do this, all the stuff that you were doing instead just squeezes in where it needs to or it doesn't get done because it wasn't truly important. But what is truly important is that you live a life worth living while you're on the ride of this business because you're never gonna get to someday where the business is exactly what it should be and everything's just right and you can kick your feet up. There's always gonna be challenges. There's always gonna be fires to put out. There's always gonna be the next mountain to climb. So start enjoying yourself now, even if it's just in tiny little bites, take something for yourself. And once you make a habit of it, you'll find that it was easier than you thought and there's gonna be more that comes to follow. I know how valuable time is. That's why I shot this and recorded it. And what I wanna say is that I hope that you got something for the time that you invested with me because I know how valuable your time is and I'm really grateful that you spent it with me. So thanks for watching and we'll catch you on the next one.